You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. It's Monday, which means it is, of course, time once again for Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. We get Chris on the show to help you with your individual questions, so her advice is tailored to what you and your family need. It's important to note that Chris is a Mothercraft nurse. She's not a doctor, so if you have any medical concerns, make sure you see your GP or refer to the SIDS guidelines for safe sleeping practices. Chris has over 30 years experience with families as a mother craft nurse, which is where her special touch comes in. I am yet to hear someone ask her a question she can't answer. And um, whether it's your first baby or your third, there are always questions we have and Chris is here to answer them. So we are now live on Facebook. If that's where you'd like to leave your question, just pop it in the comment below or you can send us a text on 0437 665 200. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm very well. Let's start with this question we have from Madeline. I have an 18-month-old son who currently still has a bottle for bedtime. It's become a sleep crutch and we're trying to wean him off the bottle but with very little success. We've offered milk in a variety of cups but he refuses anything but the bottle. He will drink water from a cup but not when it comes to milk. He has a day sleep from 11.30 for about two hours. He does need a bottle sometimes, but he can go to sleep without it. We've also just come off the dummy, and he has been dummy-free for about three weeks now too. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Oh, happy to help. Firstly, he's doing really well. He's doing really well. He's got his sleep, and he's you know, only having a bottle at the end of the day, and he's 18 months old. So it's all in the right places. So usually how I do this, you've taken the one off, um, at lunchtime, so try not to go back to that one now you've done it and you've got rid of the dummy so you're nearly there. So what I do with the evening one is I start reducing the amount of milk in the bottle so that he just gets less and less of it. So I usually just bring it down in 30s every couple of nights until he gets down to about 60 mils. And then it's really short and he really knows you've cut the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, at that point... You then have to hold your breath and it's a bit like the dummy. When you took the dummy away, it probably took him three or four days to get used to it and then he was fine. And the same thing will happen with the bottle. When you take the bottle away initially, he'll be upset and unsettled and you're going to give him more comfort. He might have his favourite toy with him, depending on what else he might have with him in his bed. Um, And then after a few days, he'll just forget it. I usually replace it with the story on your knee and a little bit of milk in the cup. Once he realises he's not getting the bottle, he'll probably take a little bit of milk out of the cup as he's listening to the story and that'll replace the fluid and he'll move on. So you're in exactly in a good place. You just got to take a little breath. You've got that last one to go. Good luck with that, Madeline. We have a question from Demi. She has a 22-month-old who's been trailing sleeping in a bed at daycare but still sleeps in a cot at home. He's unsettled in the bed at daycare and I'm a bit concerned about the mixed transition. He still uses a sleep sleep sack at night at home as it gets very cold and he can't seem to keep his covers on at night. What's the best age to transition from cot to bed? That's from Demi. Demi, I think you're in a a spot where lots and lots of parents are because once those babies move out of the nursery room, they try and put them on little camp beds and cot beds. Don't feel that you have to do that at home. He's a little bit young. He'll probably regress. So if they 
are happy to sit with him and put him off to sleep. Um, first thing I ask them is how they're putting him to sleep. So if they're patting him and you don't pat, then you have to ask them not to pat him because otherwise that might develop into a pattern inadvertently that you end up at home. I personally don't transition them to a cot until they're about two and a half. And how I do that is towards the time frame that I think that I'm going to put them in a bed. Um, so if you give him another couple of months, summer's coming, good time to put him into a bed. Then I put the pillow, uh, a kid's pillow, so it's quite narrow, it's quite small, a kid's pillow into his cot. I make his cot up like a bed. So he's got a sheet, he's got his dinner or his little light blanket or whatever he's got. Pop him in there. And if he can lay still in that cot with his blanket on, and boys, he's a boy, isn't he? So boys tend to sleep on top of their blankets, not under their blankets. So either way, if he lays still, then you're ready for a bed. So he's probably still moving around a little bit in his cot, and he needs his cot sides. Um, Don't worry about the mixed message, because he's only at daycare two days, two days a week. Um, Or, yeah. No, it doesn't actually doesn't say, say how many days. But they'll be getting him used to laying on the bed. But generally speaking, it's about two and a half, and I think they transition so much better. And that'll be summer here, be in a nice big bed, and he'll feel much cooler. So I think it'll go well if you hang on a few more months. All right, Demi, good luck with that. We have a question from Amy who says, My eight-month-old, um, my son is eight months and still needs feeds to sleep. How can I reduce his milk feeds during the day? Um, Well, at eight months old, he's probably somewhere between three and four milk feeds in the day. So if you're doing them to sleep, that must be three milk feeds. So he might have a morning feed, an afternoon feed, and then before he goes to bed at night. So three milk feeds at eight months is perfectly fine. And he might carry those till he's about 12 or 14 months old. So the amount of feeds is fine. It's the um, association between that and going to bed. So usually what I would do is feed him close to the bedtime, but sit him up maybe even read him a story and then put him down and that will make a dissociation between the actual feeding to sleep and him going to bed. So three milk feeds a day is fine. Even I assume he's only having them before the, the sleep, so that would be three. And, and then I just disassociate it from feeding to sleep. So feed him, then sit him up, maybe a very quick story, might only be four or five pages, and then put him down to bed and that'll cause that disassociation with the feeding to sleep. Good luck, Amy. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. We are live on Facebook. If you'd like to join us there, you can ask your questions in the comment section below the video, or you can send us a text on 0437 200. The next question is from Pre. She has a four-year-old fussy eater. Don't I know what that's like? Um, <laughs> He's, yeah, my four-year-old is extremely fussy to eat. He has a great—he was a great milk drinker. However, as soon as solids were introduced, he became fussy, and it gets worse and worse. He does not sit still, and we need to remind him to eat every single spoon. He will refuse to eat sometimes and will only accept junk. We don't give him much sweet at all, but now he knows what that is. I lose my patience as it has been going on for so long that I just feel I'm fed up. Don't know how to react anymore and worry about traumatising him in relation to food. Please help. Oh, Pre, you and every other mother with a two to four-year-old, two to five-year-old probably has been through this, is going through this, 
or is about to go through this. So there's a little bit about the fussy eaters that is about texture and type of food that they get. But generally speaking with a fussy eater, it's about timing, it's about what you give them, and it's about taking the snacks away. So if he gets snacks in between his meals, that just eludes him to make it a bit more difficult when he sees something on his plate that isn't what he thinks he should be getting. So the first thing I do for a couple of days is very gently just give him breakfast, lunch and dinner. I would give him food around the same time frames every day so I wouldn't mix it up and I wouldn't make a game of it. So I think we get really upset as parents when they don't eat because we see if they don't eat something then something's going to weirdly happen. And, and people often say to me, he's going to go to bed starving. And I went, no, not really. So sometimes we miss a meal. And sure, we're hungry in the morning, but we don't, we're not starving. So you want the similar time frames and you want to take away the snacks and then you want to give him reasonable food for his age. So, you know, a breakfast um, that might be something long, wheat bix or eggs or a cereal or it might even be toast and fresh fruit, something, mix it up a little bit. The other thing is sit down and eat with him. And this is a really difficult one. Working parents, just busy days, but sitting down and eating with him and sitting and eating in a social environment really helps them. Um, lunch, and then it comes to dinner. So if he's had something to eat around three or four o'clock, he's not probably going to eat again at 5, 5.30. So try and cut the snacks out. Small amounts of food, offer small amounts of food that then you can give him more as a reward and give him reasonable um, food for his age. So, you know, if he's never eaten a green chicken curry, he's not about to eat one tomorrow. You generally, you have to put it down 15 times before they'll actually engage in it. So put down small amounts and and just don't play the game. Give him a reasonable amount of time to eat, 15, 20 minutes. And if he doesn't eat, then just let him go. If he comes back later, um, a lot of people offer the same food. But I would just say, well, here's some meal. Do you want me to sit down with you while you eat it? Um, and I don't go and make different meals because he hasn't eaten. I was going to ask one. that because I think that's one hard, the hard thing is when they say no and you think that whole thing of they're going to starve. starve. So is your suggestion, Chris, that if he says no to everything you put in front of him, what do we do then? Do we just... Don't worry about it. Just let it go? Yeah, just let it go. And then, and then they don't eat. And then they don't eat. No dessert. No, no dessert. <laughs> well, you're giving him a mixed message. Don't eat the really good stuff, but I'll give you this. Yeah. So, you know, if you've got to give him the same message. But I think the big thing is that they often sit on their own to eat yep. at, at dinner time. Um, so I think it is about making an effort to sit down with them with something maybe similar in front of you. It might be a little version of his meal. And make sure it's food that he'll eat you know, mm. that the family are eating. And I think you'll be surprised. And the easiest way is if he goes to any sort of daycare, I bet he eats all sorts of things because yeah. it's a nice big social environment. And then he comes home and goes, no, I'm not eating that. Yeah, it's <laughs> always harder for us. It is. Good luck with that, pre, and feel free to um, come back to us after yeah. you've tried that if it, if it is still not working. Um, we have a question from Emma who has an eight-month-old. Um, she's the eight month old is having troubles resettling during the night. I have to resort to breastfeeding. She has two sleeps during the day, an hour and a half to two hour naps, and she goes down at seven thirty at night. Sounds good. 
found she's a good sleeper in the day. She's not oversleeping. She's going down in a reasonable window of time frame. So it's just this trouble at night with the resettling. So I'm not sure how long you're resettling for um, and how many breastfeeds she has in the day. So she should have three to four breastfeeds in the day, three meals, um, two sleeps. So hopefully that covers what she's doing in the day. And then I think it's reasonable that you can try and resettle her at night to see if she could manage sleeping through the night. So I would give it a good 10, 15, if not 20 minutes, as long as she's not getting distressed by leaving her for a few minutes, going in, laying her down, settle, settle, settle. And once she's calm and relaxed, leaving and then going back and redoing it to give her the message. If you end up having to give her a breastfeed, again, you could try just weaning that breastfeed down. So instead of giving her a full feed, give her half a feed, then wean her down on the timing on that side. But I would give yourself a little window, 15 to 20 minutes of trying to settle her. And if that doesn't work, then reducing the breastfeed that you're giving her. All right. Now we have a question from Lisa and we've probably got time for two more questions. So we're going to take Lisa and Maggie's questions. Apologies if we don't get to you today, but um, Chris will be back next week. So we'll make sure we get to your questions then. Lisa says, uh, my almost 12-month-old daughter will go to sleep at night relatively easy, but the length of sleep can vary anywhere from 50 minutes to six hours. I try to keep her evening routine the same every day. Lately, when she wakes up at night, I can't get her back to sleep easily like I used to, and it can take up to two hours. What can I do? 12-month-olds are more difficult because they're often pulling to stand and then walking around and they almost wake themselves completely up when they get up. So um, hopefully her sleep in the day is regular. Um, So she should have a morning and an afternoon sleep um, of around, you know, a good two and a half, if not three and a half hours, somewhere between two and a half and three and a half hours. So, Lisa, I think it's more difficult than, say, an eight-month-old that we were previously talking about because an eight-month-old will lay down and let you pat them. A 12-month-old can point to the door, look at your chest, walk around. So it's much more difficult. I think, but the answer is exactly the same. You have to give her reassurance. You have to lay her down, whether it's 50 minutes or six hours after she woke up. Um, And just between yourself and, and your partner that maybe you take turns in going in and settling her with the same thing, just laying her down, giving her comfort, patting her till she's calm and quiet and then leaving. But much more difficult with a 12-month-old. You really have to give yourself a couple of nights that you're going to get support to do it in. All right. Good luck, Lisa. Anna says, my two-week-old sleeps like a gem during the day in her bassinet but wants to party all night and feed every two hours with little sleep and won't get near the bassinet. (laughs) Can't remember this first time around or have I just forgotten? Should note, 350-gram weight gain and all the right output. This is a very typical two-week problem and it usually settles down between three and six weeks, Lisa. So, Oh, Anna. So this, I think you've just forgotten. So often in this age group with the very young babies, they're very sleepy in the day. And then because there's less stimulation around them at night, they sort of go into party land. The second flip side is this is your second child. So your days are busy, even though she's sleeping and you're tired at night. So the thing that I would concentrate on is that when you feed her at night, you feed her well. 
So don't give her a little snack feed, she falls asleep and you pop her into bed thinking that's the way it's going to go. I think you have to really, for a night or two, concentrate on those feeds, make sure she feeds fully, um, sit her up, wind her, and then wrap her up, give her a cuddle until she's nice and calm and put her into her bassinet. Once she's in a bassinet, tuck her in, put your hand on her and give her a gentle rock until she calms. And if she cries again, pick her up and return to the same technique. It's very usual at two weeks for them to have a period over four or five hours where they don't sleep very much. They sleep on you, but if you move them, they wake up. But you should be able to get at least two periods where she's more settled in her night. And we mean the night being from 7pm till 6 in the morning. So if you've got one period, about four or five hours of unsettledness and the rest she's sleeping, you're doing okay. But this is something that gets better with maturity and that's usually between three and six weeks. All right, good luck, Anna, and um, thank you, everyone, for your questions, whether you've texted us or popped your comments on Facebook Live. Chris will be back next week at uh, midday, the same time as usual. And if you have any doubts or questions, remember, always check in with the SIDS guidelines for safe sleeping or your GP if you have any medical concerns. Chris, thank you so much for joining us this week. Pleasure. That's all from us. Remember as well, of course, that you can email us at conversation at kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.